Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome in for another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swantek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you, and I'm very excited about this particular episode. Uh, we're closing out the year with a bang here, folks. Uh, as in just a couple of minutes, Rob Havenstein of the LA Rams uh, is going to jump on with me. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Rob played football at Ligonor High School, won a state title with the Lancers in 2009. He went on and had a great career at the University of Wisconsin as their right tackle, and he was drafted into the NFL in the second round of the 2015 draft, number 57 overall. Uh, so we'll ask Rob about his uh, longevity in the league. Uh, seven years is an eternity by pro football standards. Uh, so we'll ask Rob about why uh, he's enjoyed uh, uh, such, such a, a, a productive uh, career so far in the league. Uh, we'll also ask him about coming home to play in Baltimore in front of family and friends. Uh, does it feel any different coming back to play here, or is it just another business trip for him? Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. Uh, the Rams uh, were recently hammered by a COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, it claimed Rob as well. Uh, he missed a couple of games while in virus uh, protocols. So we'll talk to him about um, that, too, and how the league is managing this resurgence of the uh, coronavirus. On the Frederick County sports front, uh, we have lots of local teams participating in holiday tournaments. And uh, we'll recap all of that and discuss the winter sports season to date uh, next week uh, when John Cannon uh, joins us after the start of the new year. Uh, but stay tuned, folks. A real quick break here. And Rob Havenstein of the L.A. Rams uh, will jump on with us on the, on the other side. I'm Greg Swatek, and you're listening to the Final Score Podcast. At 1 p.m. Sunday, the 8-7 Baltimore Ravens will host the 11-4 Los Angeles Rams at M&T Bank Stadium. If you pay close enough attention, you might see a name and face you, rec what you would recognize here in Frederick County. Uh, Rob Havenstein is a Ligonor High School graduate. He also happens to be the starting right tackle for the Rams along their offensive line, a position he has held for seven seasons now. Uh, very pleased to welcome Rob back onto the podcast. Rob, welcome. Uh, really appreciate you, do you doing this, man. Yeah, hey, Greg. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, it's, it'll, it's be fun to catch up. Uh, seven years is a long time, Rob, uh, to be playing pro football. Has it, has it felt like you've been in the NFL for seven years? Uh, every now and again it has, but um, with our left tackle just turning 40 and having played 16 years in the NFL. I, I was going to ask you about Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I can never uh, really truly feel like uh, I'm the old guy in the room, you know, like it's been this long drawn out process because you got to take my years, double them and then add two. And then that's, that's Andrew. So you kind of, you don't forget about it, but uh, you just, you know, if, if anything, it just really, you know, kind of brings you back to, you know, the actual incredible accomplishment that is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're forever young around Andrew, right? Yeah. No. What did you guys do for Wit uh, for his 40th birthday? Did you guys have a big blowout, or, or, or what did you do? Uh, I don't think there's any too big of blowouts with COVID <laughs> going on here. So, uh, just uh, told him happy birthday and, um, you know, kind of hung out a little bit. But no big blowouts with the uh, the COVID hanging around. Yeah, I, I understand. What what have you learned from Wit? What, what has he taught you? Uh, Wit's been truly invaluable just for me. I mean, I've I, say this often to a lot of different people I, you know i i wouldn't have made seven years without without andrew he is uh 
he's taught me a lot of different things about obviously the position of playing offensive tackle, but it's not just, it's not just one thing. It's, uh, it's positioning. It's the way you think about things. It's the way you think about blocks of how you set your stance, how you think about watching film on other rushers. What are you actually watching? What's important? What's not important? And then he's, he's just such a good enough, I don't want to say teacher, because obviously he's still a all pro left tackle and everything like that right now, but it's a, uh, he can see certain things where he can tell certain, you can tell the same thing to different guys differently, if that makes sense. So he, so he knows how to, he knows how to get his point across to different guys who maybe have different body types and move a different way. And that's something he's just always had a absolute knack for. What's his secret sauce? Why, why has he been able to stay in the league for so long? What, what's the key to his longevity? Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's everything he's done. Obviously he's been pretty lucky with the, uh, the injury bug, but you know, I don't, I, I don't even want to come down and almost say that just because the, the way he prepares his body, the way he goes about his, his off season, his in-season, in-season training and everything like that. I mean, he just takes such a, uh, such a good approach to making sure that his body at 40, no doubt is ready to play left tackle in the NFL at a very high level. And uh, so I don't think there's one secret sauce thing, you know, you're not, you're not just going to start foam rolling now and all of a sudden become a 10 year left tackle. You know <laughs> I mean? So it's, uh, He does a lot of different things and it's uh, it's been really beneficial for me to just get with him in the off season uh, when I'm around and uh, when a lot of people are around and get training with him and kind of see how he does things and how he attacks workouts. And, you know, the, uh, the competitiveness is, has not, has not waned at all with him. Right. How has your life changed over seven years in the NFL? Well, uh, well, before we uh, turned the mic on, I had two uh, two kids running around, so that's been a big uh, couple. Couple of girls, yeah. Yep, yep. Couple of girls running around, but uh, you know, it's uh, you grow and evolve after every year. You know, as a rookie, you know, you know, you don't know anything, and then after the second year, you really realize that you didn't know anything your rookie year, and so. But uh, you know, you just kind of keep stacking years and experience on um on one another and um i mean it's 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 just been uh you know you find people who really care about you and really uh really are are there to help you and you kind of stick with those people and you kind of you know really know who your uh who your core is you know who your support system at home is who your support system for friends who's who's really around to you know who's fans of you and really wants to see you succeed and that's uh something i've been very fortunate of and you know a lot of those people are still in mount airy newmarket at, at this time hey, have you changed at all have you, have you found that the nfl has changed you as a person at all uh i'm sure um i'm sure in ways but you know nothing to the point of uh i guess i would think i would hope the core of me is still is still the same obviously you know you know, you do some dumb, some dumb, dumb stuff when you're younger and things like that. And, um, you know, things maybe that aren't, that aren't that smart. And, um, so obviously you grow and evolve there, but I think, uh, with everything that I was taught as, you know, as a kid and growing up through, uh, through Lincoln or everything like that, um, you know, all the, uh, I hope all the good stuff still stuck with is, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, t- take us through a typical week, Rob. W- what's a week like for you preparing for a game? I mean, uh, you-, you play on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, whatever the day may be, and yeah. then and then what, what, <laughs> Tuesday sometimes. Uh, what 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 is a week like? Like once once you play, how how do you get started for the next week? And what are the typical rhythms that you go through during a typical week? 
Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, even that's changed, obviously having the family now, um, from my, you know, my first couple years to now, but, um, say we play on Sunday, come home, uh, if it's not a night game, you know, hopefully have, have, have dinner with the family, you know, get the girls to bed, say hi and everything like that. And, um, uh, Monday rolls around. We have a, um, we have a fill uh, or a lift, uh, is the first thing with the team do that, have the meetings, put the, uh, the previous game to bed, fix the stuff that needs to be fixed and then maybe get a head, little head start just in a team setting of, um, uh, of our next week's opponent. And then, you know, film on my own at night while I'm hanging out with the family. And then Tuesday is our off day. So we, uh, uh well, we actually get up and go to, uh, go get a workout with uh, a couple of guys in the old line at uh Whitworth's place. He's got a little garage or his home gym is in his garage. And so it's kind of worked out pretty well where we go and get a uh, kind of depending on how we're feeling a uh, just get moving again. Um, you know, don't let that uh, kind of acid sit and sit in the muscles. Yeah, you know, you, lactic acid. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to sit there and kind of, you know, woe is me. I'm so sore. It's kind of, you know, go, go hammer it out with some good movement, being smart with everything, get your lungs going again. Good, a good workout there. Um, you know, film periodically throughout the day. Usually, it's after uh, the the big one for me is after when the uh, when the girls go to bed, and but then uh, you know, family time up up until that point. Um, Wednesday, uh, it's a lighter practice day. Get up in the morning, meetings, more meetings, walk through practice, uh, come home, family time, kids go to bed. Uh, you know, still putting some more preparation on the film. Thursdays are our, our bigger day, so we're, it's still the same time. It's, I think, maybe an hour longer or something like that. Um, but get up, meetings, more meetings, have a walkthrough, have lunch, practice, uh, usually full pads if, if it's not this late in the season. Um, go get your recovery in after the uh, after the practice. Make sure you're, you're starting to turn over because all the uh, the physical work, well, the big physical work is is pretty much done by Thursday. And then uh, Friday, still kind of the same deal. But it's just, it's just going to be a lot lighter than well, obviously what Thursday was. So get up, have meetings, um, uh, you know, walk through practice or recovery, whatever your local, you know, whatever your routine is, whether it's sauna, hot tubs, cold tubs, you know, uh, getting with the training staff, whatever it is. And then Saturday, whether it's home game or away game, get up, have a couple meetings, they'll walk through and then either fly to where we're going or, you know, go home. And then we go to the hotel later that night. So Saturday is the travel day for you. Yep. Okay. Uh, at this point of the season, I mean, we're in week uh, 16 of the season and we still have two weeks to go, Rob. How yeah, the, long, the longest season ever, they're, 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 they're dubbing it. Um, how intense do the practices get? Are they more walkthroughs or are you guys still getting after it in practice every day at, at this point in the season? Um, I'd uh, like to, t today was a walkthrough. Um, it was oh, a jog through, um, just a, a little nuance to make sure, you know, we're still out there getting good reads, getting still good work on helmets are on, you know, you're still getting your fits and everything like that. You're just not, I guess, physically finishing through, through things and, you know, making sure guys are still, uh, you know, recovered from, you know, the previous 15 weeks and everything like that. But, um, no, Thursday's our big day. So especially early in the season, you know, we definitely, definitely put the pads on, get after it a little bit. It's, uh, you get such limited opportunities to actually really practice with the full pads at least. So it's, uh, it's, it's an, it, it's an opportunity that we can't miss. And I think we've done a, you know, we have a good uh, veteran squad that leads, you know, a lot of the young guys that we use. 
um, kind of in the right direction about like, hey, we need to go out there and get get this good work in, make sure everything's looking, you know, you're getting the feel of full speed reps before you go ahead and try to go ahead and do it on Sunday or Monday or whatever, you know, Tuesday, whatever the heck the game time is. But, um, you know, this time of the season, um, I, I think I unless someone saved uh, padded days, uh, I think we're done with padded practices. Uh, so it'll just be the helmets, but that, and, and that's when you really rely on the, uh, the veterans of your group teaching or, you know, everyone should know now, but, you know, really showing, you know, how to practice full speed with no pads on. So we're out there getting, you know, getting live reps, but it's not, uh, obviously not as physical as it could, as it could be with a, uh, you know, with the pads on everything like that, but there's still, still a lot of good work, a lot of good bang. And I, you know, everyone's got to go get their, uh, especially on an offensive line, you got to go get your fits and everything like that. And you can't just say like, Oh, I don't have pads on. That's why I did it this way. So. Right. You, you, you're not Wetworth obviously, but I mean, seven years in, are you, are you the old man or are, are, are younger players looking at you as being the veteran guy and coming to you and asking for pointers and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I still think there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of truth to that. Obviously if it's something I don't have, I guess a lot of experience with, or it's something that Wit has told me personally. Um, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell him to, I'll, I'll give him what I had to say and then be like, Hey, yeah, actually, you know what, go talk to Wit about that. Cause he tells it in such a good way, but there's definitely things uh, that guys bring up to me about, um, you know, certain nuances of the game. And I mean, shoot, most of the stuff I picked up is from Andrew. So whether you're talking to me or talking to him, you're really getting the same answer. Hopefully, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and these endless meetings that you're uh, in, involved in week after week is, is it? Are they just game? You're hammering game plan stuff, or you watching film? Like, 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 what is a typical meeting uh, uh, for you guys? Yeah, so it's so it kind of goes by the theme of the day. Uh, so Monday is always always a game review. So you're watching the previous game, going over you know corrections for that. Wednesday is more your first second down plan. So you're going over kind of your run game, your flash passes, you know, maybe some of your, uh, your screens and kind of just getting a feel for the defense that you're going up against and starting to look at. Yeah. More overall scheme, not really matchups. And then Thursday is kind of where we put in our, uh, our, our blitz protection plan. And so that's when we talk a lot about uh, kind of what they like to do, what they like to do on first down, second down. And when they get into third down, does it change? How does it change? What are the personnel groups you have in there? And then you, uh, you can really start, once you kind of get an understanding of how you're going to, you know, protect things in your system, then you start looking at personal matchups and uh, you know, what do you think is going to work? How does he, how does the guy like the rush? Uh, you know, what, what type of games do they have on the line and, and, and things like that. So it's, we're always, you know, watching film, but it's always a different emphasis, I guess, um, of kind of as the week goes by and then Friday, would be a kind of a practice review and then just maybe hitting some some key reminders whether it's first second down third down whatever it is and you know maybe something it came out on the practice film that you need work on so you go back revisit it or just kind of give reminders and stuff like that so the analogy is this the game is the final exam you've been prepping all week you've been studying all week and, and the game is the final exam when you have to put everything together and and, and ace the test right Yep, exactly. To a point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when you watch film, what are you looking for? Just tendencies of guys that you're, you're going to match up with, likely, or just what are you looking for when you're watching film? Uh, yeah. I mean, when it comes to personnel, obviously everyone should. You know, we talk a lot about like you know what style of defense they play, so everyone should have an understanding of that because that doesn't really change. But you know, it goes from guy to guy. You know, who you're going to be up against mostly. So, looking at tendencies, you know, how they like to rush. You know, and then you're thinking about you know what can you do that that can go ahead and, uh, you know, 
I don't, I don't want to say say that, but it's, you know, you're going up against someone and obviously he's going to do it a certain way and you like to do things a certain way and you're kind of thinking about what would be best. How can I change or do I need to change something I've I've been doing because he's got X move or something like that. So it's, um, you know, it's trying to play the game within a game a little bit and you're just trying to get as much, like you said, as much information as possible before you go take that exam when, when bullets start flying. Because usually, you know, guys don't like to change that much because, you know, they're there for a reason. They're, you know, they rush how they rush and they're good at it. And that's why they're, you know, on the field, you know. Right. So here's the question you've been asked a thousand times. I'm going to ask it a thousand and one. Who, who are the best pass rushers you faced? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's definitely a question I get a lot. Um, kind of over the years, obviously, Khalil Maxwell, you know, the guy at the top of the list, you know, he's an absolute incredible rusher. Um, Cam Jordan is, a, you know, just an absolute, uh, you know, technical guy who's got a lot of, uh, a lot of thumps of thump to him so it's something you really got to uh you know he's he's got a very specific style of brush that's that's you know very hard to play with play with but um you know there's there's been a ton of guys you know i'm lucky i don't have to go go up against aaron in in practice i mean in uh games you know only in right. practice or you do, really can't do they know. do they move aaron outside in practice they don't move aaron outside in practice at all or, or anything like uh, that not again. <laughs> right Every, yeah Right. Every now and again, he will. But, um, you know, the, there's been a lot of different guys like that. Nick Bose is obviously a guy who's uh, who's coming on strong, especially after an ACL repair. He, you know, he's out there playing really well right now, as good as anyone out there. And that's a uh, that's a you know, I'm, I'm, he's he's been playing really well. Miles My, Garrett, T.J. Watt, have you gone up against you? You've gone up against those guys before, haven't you? Yeah, I played Miles in 2019, and then I played T.J. in 2019, and I'm getting hurt in that game. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously those two guys have, you know, they're, I mean, they're in defensive player of the year conversations every single year. So I think their resume speaks absolutely for themselves. Right. Well, when you're going up against a guy like that, a uh, 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 Cam Jordan, does, does your mindset change or is it just locked in and you're the same guy uh, for every snap? Yeah, no, um, you got to be the same guy. You got to prepare the same way. Cause if you, if you prepare great one week and then you're playing a guy who maybe doesn't have a, a household name like that uh the next week you know and you don't prepare the same way you know you're gonna go out there and get embarrassed you know uh our sean uh mcveigh likes to come and say you know humbleness is just a week away in the nfl and so that's something that uh that wit and we we preach a lot is that you're doing the same thing every single week you're preparing the same way it doesn't change with who you're playing what team you're playing it's you're preparing to the best of your ability every single week and uh if you don't usually it shows yeah. Yeah. You guys are 11 and four right now. You're in first place. Uh, uh, things are sort of where you want them to be. You're, you're, you're chasing the Packers for the number one seed. Just how would you say the season has gone for you guys so far? Uh, so far it's, you know, so far it's been good. It's, you know, it's been like a, well, besides, besides COVID stuff, it's been a, you know, a normal NFL season. It's been ups, it's ups and downs. Some, some are higher than others. Some are lower than others, things like that, you know? Um, but, uh, I usually never like to answer those questions, honestly, during the season, because it is once you start kind of reflecting on how it's gone to the point, you kind of almost lose focus of what's in front of you. And so it's uh, it's kind of a hard thing to say. But, you know, overall, obviously, I think we're happy with where we are, but we're not we're not anywhere, you know, satisfied with with where we are yeah I, I don't want to dwell on this but you meant you mentioned the COVID and the and the league is going through it you guys you guys were hammered by by, by cases I, I I think you uh, missed uh, a couple of games right 
Um, uh, were you a close contact? Did you, did you test positive for the virus? I mean, I, I don't want to get you into an area where you're uncomfortable answering, but if you did yeah. test positive, just what was the experience like? Yeah, no, I, I tested positive when we were flying out to, uh, well, we were going to fly out that day to, uh, the Cardinals. Uh, so we were going to play, uh, I want to say Monday night game. So it was, it was Sunday morning when I tested positive and, uh, you know, it really sucked. Uh, I haven't gone the whole week of preparation. Like you're going to go play the game and then just, you know, kind of wake up and, you know, not feel good enough to, to really go, go get tested and, you know, kind of have the, uh, you know, have what you didn't want realized and everything like that. And so it was, it was tough watching the game from the couch. And then I was just trying to clear protocols for the next game. And I was uh, close, but uh, no cigar on what the, the protocols were previous to this, I guess the last two changes from the NFLPA. Did, did you eventually test negative or did you just test? Did you just clear the protocols because 10 days passed or whatever? I mean, technically it was the 10 days, but I did, I did have a negative test in there and it's just, my numbers were like, it's, it's kind of jargon like that. I was right. I was, I was very, very close. And, um, and then 10 days hit. So right. I'm, I'm it would have been positive, I mean, negative the next day. So, And, and just speak to the frustration of it all, just because there's really nothing you could do. I mean, uh, you're vaccinated, you follow all the protocols, and you, and, you, and you test positive. I mean, a lot of these NFL cases are vaccinated guys. There's nothing you could do. Yeah, no, I mean, there's there's really not. You're kind of, uh, you know, just you're subject subject to the protocols there that were at the time, and obviously they're there to, you know, keep – you know, people and family, you know, people and their family safe and everything like that. But it's, uh, you know, obviously it was a frustrating thing, you know, feeling like you could, uh, you know, feeling like you could go, but not, uh, not being allowed out. Yeah. T tell us about SoFi Stadium, Rob, because it looks just absolutely amazing on television. I, I mean, I mean, imagine uh, it, it, it's state of the art in, in, in every way, shape or form. Just what are your impressions of SoFi and just how great is it to have fans back in the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a real bummer when we first started out our first game in SoFi and you go out there on Sunday night and you're playing the Cowboys and you can hear the wind whistling through, through the stadium. And you're just like, wow, this is underwhelming. And then you play the game and you don't really care, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's awesome to have the fan back, uh, the fans back, you know, SoFi stadium is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, it, 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 everything it's got just, little details that you you know as you walk through it on different parts you're like oh i didn't know that was there like that's really cool and like it's got like outdoor areas where it's got you know trees and uh grass and you know there's bars outside and things are you know the big shop and the fields feels awesome the stadium gets loud you know our our, our fans are rocking right now and that's and that's been awesome for us and that's has, has really helped us out and, and um you know it's it it's just been really cool especially to see all the uh you know, like you said, all the fans back in it because you know the uh, the 2020 COVID year was was a little strange getting used to playing in uh, empty stadiums. Right, but but how has your life changed as a tackle because you're playing in empty stadiums and on the road? It, it, it's a big difference playing in yeah. road stadiums because it's not as easy to hear the snap count anymore, and you guys might have to go to silent count. So, how has your life changed with the fans back in the stadium on the road? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of back to business. You know, that was the one nice thing about, you know, exactly what you said, like COVID, you didn't have to use silent count at all. Cause you know, you just go verbal cadence. And so that's obviously a, you know, usually a plus for the offense. And, um, uh, but you know, fans are back. It's loud. Can't hear most anything in most of these stadiums. So it's, uh, are you guys using silent counts or what, what are you doing? Yep. Yep. Silent counts, um, for, for most of them, you know, you can't hear anything in Seattle. You, you can't hear anything. And, uh, and, 
Minnesota, the place we just played at. And that's uh, just life in the league, though. So you just got to get good at that, too. I don't uh, Some tackles really like it. Uh, really like it better just because you can really control whenever you get off just because you're going off the same ticker. But obviously the guy over you who's running forward while you go backward is doing the same thing. But and you tackle and you tackle the furthest away from the ball, too. So yep. so 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 that, that really puts you. Uh, I mean, you have to know the, the snap count, obviously, because you yep. can really be embarrassed if you don't being so far away from the ball. So, yeah, that's oh. just part of your so, got to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite part? What's the coolest thing about SoFi Stadium? If I came out and visited you and said, "Hey, Rob, show me the stadium." What what's the one thing you have to show me about SoFi? Um, I mean, I I think it's kind of a just not a disservice, but it's almost a disservice just to go out there and you know kind of see it. And, you know, it because it, it it's obviously breathtaking when you when you get out there and you know the views and you get up in the stadiums and you go see some of the suites and. You're like, wow, this is incredible. But just the game day experience would be, you know, kind of bar none of what the stadium was built for. And, to, you know, to see everything out there rocking and, and it get loud and you got the big giant uh, video board. I'm, they, I think they have a certain name for it. I can't remember what it is, but it's, I mean, just that thing alone is impressive. I mean, I find myself when defense is going watching that half the time rather than the actual game. I'm like, oh, I can actually stand up and, and see the actual game. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, that's that's kind of what I would, what I would say. And what is it like to be introduced when the offense is introduced before the home crowd and Havenstein's on the on the big board? What, what what's that moment like? Uh, it's it's obviously really cool. Um, but it's uh, at that point, you know, you're so locked into what you got to do to where it's you know, you know, I'm just I've never been a big you know, yeah, hype round guy anyway. So I just jog out, you know, slap you know, slap some high fives and you know, get ready to do what I got to do. Who, who gets the biggest applause on, on, on the line? Whitworth, I imagine, uh, right? Well, we, we've, uh, we've changed it to where we just get introduced as the offensive line. Oh, but that, 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 that's lame. Come on. You guys what don't get, you, you guys don't get your personal intros uh, for the offensive line. Here's number well, 79, Rob line. Havenstein. <laughs> they do, they say it, but they say it as we all run out. So okay. it's like, I so guess you know the offensive line, Andrew Whitworth, Rob Havenstein, and goes down the list. Okay, you're all in it together, or so they say, as the old saying goes. Um, uh, what what has Matt Stafford brought to your team? Uh, you know, he's just uh, obviously being a veteran guy, and you know, being an absolute unbelievable player. He's just you know he's just brought a presence in there that's uh, that just can't be replicated because it's, because it's it's experience at the end of the day. When you know, I mean. You look at his numbers, and he's the first. To, he's the first fastest to what twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand, and I think fifty was the one he just just broke or with uh, uh, the Seattle game or something like that. So he's obviously you know an unbelievable quarterback, but he's just got such a uh, such a confidence and such a knowledge of the game and such a feel for things where it's just it, you know you it's not, he, he's not just talk, talking X's and O's about what the playbook would say. He's saying, you know, like how certain guys are playing things or like what he wants to do for a, um, um, you know, protection side of things where it's, uh, sorry, my cat just walked in the room. It's, um, no, it's, it's, it's really incredible to be with. Cause you actually just, you know, you're having just a regular conversation on the line and talking about different things and you kind of forget that you're out there actually playing football. Well, what was the adjustment period like for you guys to him? Was was it was it a significant period, or did he come in and he was one of the guys right away? Yeah, no, it's you know, obviously you're getting to know people and everything like that, but it's I mean, it was pretty much right away. He was, 
he is who he is and he's he's absolutely um you know established himself as as one of our leaders right away and that's just uh you know that's just the type of guy he is and you know he wouldn't be where he is without without that and, and just a word on the season that cooper's having i mean uh all, all numbers off the charts across the board touchdown leader catch leader uh, yardage leader just uh, h- how about cooper yeah cooper's been amazing um and you know honestly that's not a surprise at all he's uh the way he works and the way he prepares you know you knew is just you know be time till he till he blows up and everything like that i mean he's just a uh a, tr- a truly selfless guy so, um i mean the things he does without the ball is, is is kind of the more impressive stuff to me. Obviously, being an offensive lineman, I love blocking. But uh, I mean, if you actually like flip on the tape and watch him compete in our run game, and you know, we actually use him at like point of attack stuff because he is just like that elite at, you know, I wouldn't say you know, feel like, I mean, just throwing his body in there and and really being a really complete blocker, complete, you know, probably one of the more com- complete uh wide receivers in in today's game and it's just you know it's it's showing unbelievably well but the stats will will never uh reflect you know kind of what he's actually been doing for our offense in in terms of like everything else i mean it's 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 really amazing to watch well when i look at cooper cup he he reminds me of a ligonor football player cooper cooper could have played cooper could have played at ligonor he could have played receiver at ligonor i bet (laughs) yeah yeah no doubt right um, all right, Rob. You have the you have the Ravens this week. Um, it's it's sort of a homecoming game for you, I guess. Uh, when when you play Washington, it's, it sort of is as well. It, it's a, it's a business trip though. So so what does a game like this mean to you? A, a, playing in the shadow of your of your own backyard, and 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 how much will you get to do with with friends and relatives, and who will you get to see if if anyone? Um, well, I won't get to see anyone, obviously, uh, you know, protocols will change and everything like that. So it's, uh, it'll be pretty much just a business. You know, it, it is just a business trip, uh, right now, you know, when I get back to Maryland, in the off season, that's kind of when I'll, uh, you know, hang out and, and, and see a lot of people, but you know, there's a couple people coming to the game. That's exciting and everything like that, but, uh, so you you'll just talk to them on the phone or just get a quick phone call or, or not even that <laughs> probably not, probably not even that, you know, I yeah. talked to, uh, you know, I talked to who I talked to during the week and, you know, I still keep in contact with someone, you know. Oh, a lot of my friends and me like that every now and again, but it's, um, you know, when I'm on the plane heading out there, it's, uh, you know, like you said, it's just a hundred percent of business trip because it's near the end of the season. Everything gets, uh, you know, the margin for error is that much, that much slimmer, but it is really exciting to come back to, uh, you know, the Ravens state and obviously having won a, uh, you know, state championship there, uh, with Leonor, that was, uh, that's obviously exciting, but it's a, uh, uh, just a little different now. Yeah, I was gonna say, does it feel different when you play in Washington and when you play in Baltimore? Does it does it feel different at all, or does it feel like just another road game? Uh, it, I mean, I, honestly, just another road game, and the, and I would not to diminish any, you know, like uh, anything like that, but it's uh kind of what I was alluding to earlier. You got to prepare the same way every game, and so if you blow one game up um, more than another, then you're not doing, you know what you said you're you know setting out to do so it's um you know that's just kind of the way it is yeah well i i know you're gonna have your own cheering section there uh, coach connor said he'll be at the game i'm i'm, I'm sure your family will be too so yep. so there'll there'll be a small cheering section wearing wearing rams uh 79s no doubt. um at, at, at the game on sunday uh when you look at the ravens uh, what, what do you see um obviously you see a, you know they have some 
some really established players. I, I think they have a really good mix of veterans and young guys out there playing really well. And obviously, you know, they had some key injuries and, and things like that, especially on the outside. But it's, um, you know, they provide, they show a lot of hard matchups and a lot of hard things to, um, to offenses. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's going to be a great test for us. And, you know, we're going to have to be on our, our, our P's and Q's out there and, and really understand, you know, kind of how this game is going to go. Um, you know, it's like any NFL game. It's, you know, it's it's scheme, and then at the end of the day, it's strain. So um, I think everyone's locked into what we got to do as as a team, and you know, each individual side of the ball is, you know, locking in on what they need to do for, you know, for that side. Right. You you mentioned coming home, and maybe you don't get to do it as much as you would like, but but you did get uh, back here uh, over the summer, and you and you worked yeah. with some Frederick County offensive linemen at the Frederick Indoor Sports Center. What was that experience like to you? And just what does it mean to you to be able to come back and do stuff like that here? Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, you know, uh, Shannon, uh, Shannon Breen's got a really cool thing going with, with Hawk Performance. And, you know, he's doing, you know, doing some big things out there. They had a ton of guys from all over and just seeing, you know, some of the, you know, the commitments and he's had, that not him, obviously, obviously it's the kids doing it, but, you know, he's obviously helped and everything like that. But just to see a uh, an O-line focused training in, you know, um, in, in Frederick County was, uh, it was, it was really cool to see. It, it, it really was. I mean, it, that would have been something that I would have loved to, to have done when I was, when I was coming out of, uh, of Leonard and, and growing up there. So it's, uh, it was a lot of fun to get back, you know, and see some guys and say hi to the kids and, you know, try to, you know, for it's, as much as I could for the time and impart some, uh, some knowledge if I can. Yeah. And you worked out with the team too, didn't you? Didn't coach Connor put you, through, yeah. put you through the paces. So, yeah. Yeah. Connor, uh, he's, he said there was a uh, little speed camp working out and kind of that. I was, I wasn't used to that humidity yet and went out there and, you know, tried to, uh, try to do what I can. <laughs> can, can. Can you still run a seven minute mile, Rob? Oh God, probably not. <laughs> that was, uh, I think I ran one seven minute mile one time and that was after, you know, it was probably late in the season when we were doing it every week. So but coach, I, I, coach Connor still talks about that to this day, the, <laughs> the, the, the legend of Rob Havenstein and, and his seven minute mile. Yeah. Yeah. I know he does. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I could train for it if that's what, if that's what I was trying to do. Um, but, uh, as of right now, locking in after, you said week 16, so 14, 14 weeks of NFL football. I can pretty much guarantee you I, I'm not going to run a seven-minute mile right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how, how, how's the body feeling? I know you came through COVID and stuff, but feel, feeling good overall? Or uh, Yeah, at, no, at, feeling great. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Just the usual NFL offensive alignment stuff with the fingers and stuff like that. But Right. Yeah, well, well, well fingers are what, – what's the big – what's the big recurring injury? Is it, is it just getting fingers jammed and stuff like that or um... – Fingers are more annoying than anything just because there's nothing you can really do about them, you know. Um, but that's just uh, – you know, that goes away as soon as you start playing really. But it's, you know, it's guys have different things, whether it's shoulders, knees, elbows, hands, wrists, fingers, stuff like that. You know, I had a midfoot sprain, the other, you know, a couple weeks ago. You know, it's, it, that's fine now, but it's – you hopefully it's just little things like that where you kind of you know just get just get out get on your treatment and your recovery and you know turn the body over as as, as best you can for Sunday and then get after it. Yeah, well, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate you coming on. You and you'll be back, uh, I guess, at some point this summer uh, after the season's over. Or um... uh, yeah, yeah, I hope to be. It's uh, a little hard to coordinate with the two girls right now. I but, understand, uh, especially yeah, whenever. Yeah. 
we don't want the off season to start till till February. So might, might you help Shannon out again and, and do some do another lineman uh, camp or? Um... Yeah, yeah. If I'm around, you know, I'll I'll, I'll for sure hit him up. Yep. So. Well, we'll be watching Sunday, Rob. Uh, thanks a million again for coming on. Really appreciate your time, and uh, and uh, wish you guys well going forward. We'll, we'll see if you can make another Super Bowl run here. So, so thanks a million, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Appreciate it, man. All right, uh, th- thanks to all of you uh, for for tuning in. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, thanks to uh, Graham Collin for producing, and uh, we'll see you back here in 2022 here on the Final Score. Take care, everyone. Thanks.